podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, I'm going to talk to you about um, just the uh, the random thoughts. Um, I got such great input from last week's random thoughts. I thought I'd add another one this week. Um, just some things that I've been thinking about and that I think will help you in this great basketball journey. So I don't know what I'm going to start calling this, but random thoughts, according to Coach Collins. I don't know. Part two. All right. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. So we're going to talk about five things about pregame warmups that I think you need to deep dive into and that you really need to think about. Um, I think it's an undervalued area of the game and something that we all need to kind of reevaluate and look at as far as basketball coaches go. I just think it's uh, it's something that um, uh, it can play a big part. And I don't know about your team, but sometimes my team at halftime or um, or def- at, ha- at halftime or before the game come out flat, part of it might be because of the pregame warm-up. So first thing is mini practice. You got to make it a mini practice. You know, practice what happens in the game the most. Um, I think it should be a mini practice. You should have your coaches involved. You should be out there. You should do specific things that will help you get ready to beat the, the team that you're playing. Um, just like in a practice, all these, all the coaches and everyone should be involved. Um, I think that's important. I think it's a, it's a, it's an important thing to sell to your players, but it's also getting them ready to go compete in 15 or 20 minutes. Next thing is shooting. You know what wins games? The ball going through the hoop, right? You stopping the other team from the ball going in the hoop, and you making shots. I think both of those are both very important things. Um, and I don't think most teams get enough shots up in their pregame, you know, especially when you're on your road, it's a different environment. It's different rims. It's a different feel. It's different balls. You know, you want to get shots up in the actions that they're going to get in the game. You also want to get up as many shots that you can, you know, make sure that the players quote unquote, get their shots up. The ones that are going to get shots up in the next 20 minutes, those are the ones that you need to get up shots. Number three is make sure you get actions that are both in your offense and defense. So I don't care if they see me running our offense. I don't care if they see me running my defense. I don't care if they see me running my out-of-bounds plays. We want to get specific things that both offensively and defensively are going to give us the reads and allow us to win the basketball game. Next thing is make sure that they are getting a sweat going, getting a full sweat. Um, You know, your starters and all your players do better if their temperature is higher, if they're moving. Um, You know, your pregame should be structured. It's like a, like, quote unquote, a mini practice, and they should be sweating. If they're not sweating, that means they're not going hard enough and they're not going to be ready for the game. And the last thing is make sure that they are sharp. A crisp, efficient pregame will not only make your team more prepared to win, but it will also intimidate your opponents. Um, you know, spirit clapping, you know, you just, everyone starts clapping and talking during pregame that, that gets not only their energy, but their excitement for the game. So let me go through these again. First of all, make it a mini practice. Number two is get up shots. Number three, work on actions that you do both offensively and defensively in a game. Use it. Use that time to work on some specific things. Three, make or number four, make sure they're getting warm. And number five, be sharp. Have everyone involved. If you do those five things in both your pregame and your after halftime warm up, you will be more efficient and ready to win basketball games. I hope this helps. 
Have a great day. Hey, everybody. Today, I'm going to talk about connecting and bonding with your players. Um, you know, most of you know that I've been a teacher for a very long time. And in order to teach, you need to connect. Um, you know, I teach mathematics, to be honest with you, for the most part. Most of them don't care that much about mathematics. But if I get them to care about me and I connect with them, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's a lot easier to teach statistics and some of the stuff that I'm going to do. Um, connection builds culture, and it's something that is is uh, is very important not only as a parent, as a teacher, as a coach. Um, you have to connect before you can build the culture and build it. If I just walk in my classroom and have not built any um, connection with those students and just start teaching. They're not going to learn and they're not going to be as good as students as I need them to be. So I really need to 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 connect with them before that I teach them. Um, I think this was a I don't remember where I heard this, but um, I have a high and buy rule, um, you know, and in and, and my old classroom was great. I was able to sit out and I was able to say hi to everybody. And they kind of came into my classroom with the, with their new kind of new setup. I don't do that. Um, but I want that I want that interaction um, with them every day, not only my students, but also my players. So um, I make them come and say hi to me at some point during the day. Um, and then before they leave for the day or leave practice, they got to say goodbye. So it's kind of my high bye rule, which I think works really well for connecting. Um, it's it goes back to that <laughs> pre pandemic, pre COVID, pre the world coming to an end. When I had my food drawer in my classroom, they could they could always come by. And the only rule was they had to come come say something positive that was happening during that day. And then they could they could jump and grab something out of the food drawer, which, you know, was fruit or oranges or snack, some sort of snack. Um, and they're always hungry. So they would always come by and they'd all they'd have to say hi. And I, I would work on the please and thank yous. But it was more like something going on. Um, so, you know, I, you you want Every day you want that connection, that physical contact, that eye contact, that smile, you know, hi coach, how you doing? High five or, or fist bump. And it really does strengthen the bond between you, your player and your, and, and you as a coach. This also works as, as, as a being a parent, as it works for being a teacher, it works for all of those kind of things, but it's that little stuff, those little touches, those little, the, the eye contact, like how you doing? How's your day? What's your what you know? What's going on? Maybe you're, maybe you just broke up with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, how can I help you? So those are important things, not only as a coach, but as a human being, to be able to connect and build a culture of trust. So just a just a couple points that I think that you need to think about, not only as a coach but as a human being. And have a great day. Hey, everybody. Today, I'm going to talk about a $2 billion decision. Uh, you know, what are you willing to risk for your team? What are you willing to risk as far as culture, as far as team building? You know, a lot of stuff in the last couple of years with COVID and isolation and all those kind of things. And and different people are dealing, willing to risk different things. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about CVS. They made a 2 billion with a B, $2 billion decision. Um, you know, sometimes when making difficult decisions, especially ones that have long-term ramifications, not only in your life, 
but on your career, on your team. It's it's important to have a decision-making rubric that are non non-negotiable core values. So what are your non-negotiable core values? What is your team's non-negotiable cultural values that you're willing to stand up to? Well, CVS would decided that they were going to be a medical um, company. They were going to help people. They were going to make people healthier, you know, and their, their C, I think it was like a year ago, their CEO came out and said, the sales, the sale of tobacco products is inconsistent with our purpose. We will not sell tobacco products. And that would cost them almost $2 billion, billion um, to, but they were illustrating, they were willing to stand up and make big decisions. Well, here's what I'm going to ask. What are your core values? What are your team core values? What are you willing to stand up to, not only as a coach, as a teacher, as uh, in your career, whatever it is, what are your core values and what are you willing to make a big decision and have shareholders mad at you or parents mad at you? What are those core decisions that you're willing to stand to the wall on? What is your $2 billion decision? So that's what I'm going to ask you. And once you know that, once you know those core values, it makes coaching a lot easier. Well, I hope this made you think about a couple things. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.